0: knowing there's like no timeline you also don't need a label for me having a label feels very validating but for other people it doesn't like Mm -hmm. you don't need to know right like you can just be into people and I think also just like especially if you're at the stage where you're like I really just don't know like you're not in a phase where you're like oh like why don't I try dating other genders and giving yourself space to explore like queer media was like so helpful for me
1: trying the podcast. I'm your host Emily Fichels, and it's a pleasure as always to have you here listening. To set the scene for recording this intro, I am away in my bedroom trying to get away from the noises of my dishwasher and laundry machine and Pip and Luna, my two sister cats, are lounging beside the laptop just watching me with suspicious eyes. So let's hope they don't try to come over here and climb all over the laptop, but yeah, it's a beautiful day here in Austin, Texas. I am vibing high after getting off today's guest's interview call. That was a jumble of words there, <laughs> but today we have Nat Kelly of Plenty and Well with Nat on Instagram, on the show, and I decided, I was like, I need to record this intro while I'm writing such a high fucking vibe. I just, uh, oh, so much love, so much appreciation for For her, she has been on the show. I want to say two times in the past. And those episodes are more dedicated to her wellness journey with ulcerative colitis and advocacy work, and really just trying to live, you know, a plentiful and well life in the midst of health struggles. So, if you don't know her, or if you know her for those things, those episodes are also interesting to listen to. But otherwise, today, today we have a. New topic, one that's never really been explored on the show. I don't know why, but it's here now. We're working, Um, and I'm so excited to bring it to you, but Nat is on today to discuss her journey and her personal journey and, in general, navigating life after coming out. Uh, She is now very happy with her girlfriend, Abby. They are living such a just wonderful life, and this conversation was just... A full exploration and discussion on what it's like and what it means to really discover a new side of yourself. And in this case, in regards to your sexuality and who you are attracted to. And this is just such an interesting conversation for me personally, because this is something I'm currently working through. And I've never shared about that online, I've never, I've hardly shared about it with many friends. But yeah, I I really don't know where I stand in regards to my sexuality currently. And this is something that as you'll hear me share in the episode, um, it's not something just recent. You know, (laughs) this has been on my mind for years and years and years. So it's definitely interesting to discuss and have this conversation with somebody else. Um, Nat is 25. Like I said, she just came out about a year ago as she shares in this episode. And so I was able to really relate to thoughts she had before, experiences, etc. And so in general, I think this conversation is going to really relate and be comforting to anyone that's just had a thought pop into their mind of like who am I? What do I feel, etc. I think there's so much pressure out there to be like, oh, I'm straight. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. Oh, I'm whatever. But like, I don't know. I would I would say why not just explore or let yourself even think one thing that Matt, Nat and I brought up a few times in this episode is like just the power of even just letting yourself like entertain the thought of like, whoa, what if, you know, I as a woman am attracted to another woman? Like, what does that mean? What emotions does that bring up to me? Like, am I attracted to her as a woman or am I attracted to her energy or like what aspect? You know, like there's just so much to think about. And so I don't know, maybe this episode will not resonate with some of you. Otherwise, I think those who need it, this is the episode for you and you'll you'll know that as you listen so I hope this episode can provide you know some of you with relatable feel less alone community education inspiration etc um, maybe it's you know helps you kind of understand somebody in your life that's going through this thought process or this sort of you know life shift whatever um, and as always we're always open to discussion. Nat is much more well versed and knowledgeable about all this than me, so we would love to keep that conversation going, any discussion as well. She's on Instagram at Plenty and Well with Nat. I am on there at Emily Fichels. Everything will be linked below. And if you really like this show, or even if you just kind of like it, <laughs> any support would be greatly, greatly appreciated, uh, whether that's through sharing on Instagram, sharing with a friend, leaving a rate and review. These are all just little ways that you can help spread the word of the show and really help support the creators and people that bring it to life. So without further ado, let's jump into this conversation. But yeah, I guess I just wanted to see like, so for anyone that's unfamiliar, you've been on the podcast now, I think like two times. I've known you for a couple years now and you're just like such a ray of sunlight. But as with me and as with you, like, there's been so many changes and shifts and everything and it's been so fun to like watch that from afar but we haven't gotten to catch up in like quite a while now and when I put on my story saying you know I'm launching this new concept for the podcast if you have something you'd be open to talking about like please I would love to have any of you back on and you you replied that you would love to come on and talk about like navigating life when coming out and just like such a big shift in evolution right that comes with that so I'd love to just kind of like let's just like start with it and say like what what is your life like right now right like how are you feeling how are things going like I just like let's kind of start with the present of how things are for you and your partner and then like let's unfold it and let's unpack it and like just dive into it all
0: Totally. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for having me back. I'm literally so excited. But yeah, it's so crazy to look at my present. It's like, you know, the TikTok, I guess it's kind of going viral right now on reels too, where it's like my 12 year old self would like freak out if they saw me now. I'm like, oh, my, my 12 year old self is literally screaming and like a good way, but also is like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, presently. So I'm currently still in Portland, but at the end of August, I'm actually moving to Sacramento with my girlfriend Abby. So, and we're moving in together. It's the first time I'll ever have lived with anyone. Um and we're moving for her job and obviously my job can go anywhere, so it was like perfect scenario. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just so cool to look at that cuz me a year ago was about when I came out to like my family and I'm like how crazy how, you know, time just moves so quickly and change and it just feels like so good and I'm normally like not great with change, but I'm like bring it on. I'm so excited going to get a little Callie son. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm just stoked. That's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Business is kind of as usual, which I'm loving as always. Yeah. So
1: you said about a year ago, you came out to your parents. Mm-hmm. When did, when did this all, when did things start to shift for you? So like, when did you start to, when did you meet her? When did you start to think like, was this something that had come for, up for you in the past or was it kind of like, surprise like wow yeah. i've never felt this way etc like how did that process go along i suppose in terms of like self not, not not like self acceptance but like seeing it for yourself you know like before you even like start telling others
0: yeah well it's so funny because so i didn't come out till i was 25 but i the first time in my brain i was like Ah oh, shit. I think I'm a lesbian. I was 12 years old. I remember it's like, so, and I always wondered, I'm like, why is this memory of mine so burned into my brain? I'm like, because Natalie, it was true. And I was at, like, I grew up a dancer, but we were like at someone's dance show. I don't know whose dancer side it was at, but I was there with my family and this like girl was on stage. And it was like the first time where in my head, I was like, oh, she's cute. And like, uh, oh, like I'm attracted to her. And I was like, what? I literally remember I like looking over at my parents and being like, can they hear my thoughts? Yeah. And I like, it's so funny too, to me, because I have like a very liberal accepting feel. Like my parents took me to like gay rights marches as a kid. Like my pastor growing up was lesbian, like very, but in my brain, I was like, Oh, being gay is like for an adult. Cause I only saw like, Oh my like 50 year old pastor. And like, mm-hmm. mostly it was adults at gay rights marches. And so I'm in my head that day, I was like, uh, uh-uh. like, I am not about to be the lesbian of the family. This is not happening. I I'm not going to have to come out. That is so scary. And I just like Literally shoved it away for 13 years, like, did not think about it. Um, and I wasn't, I always knew that dating felt horrible. And like, I honestly feel like dating was the source of most of my like needs for therapy, like, mm-hmm. little trauma, like, just was always just like really, really like any of my friends, if you're listening, my family says, they're like, yes, <laughs> it was, it was a bad time for me in my whole dating life. And um, it was really in like 2020 because one, I was spending so much time alone. I was just like in my head all the time. And that's when I got TikTok. And it's so funny because when I told my therapist, or I'm like, you're going to think I'm crazy, but like TikTok made me realize I'm gay. She's like, you are <laughs> like, she's like, you would be like cracking up if you knew how many of my clients have told me that like since TikTok became a thing because it was like the first time where, I mean, you know, when you first download TikTok, they're just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks on your For You page. And so, I was like, why is all the gay stuff sticking for me? I'm like, oh, I'm just such a good ally. That's why I'm like, and I would go on like deep dives, like these girls, TikToks, like the couples. And I was like, oh, I'm just like intrigued by the relationship, or like, I got I'm such a good ally until I'm like, wait a damn minute. And it was so helpful because it really was the first time in media that I like saw that. I grew up in a very just like kind of like straightforward suburbia town. Like, I don't remember any out gay couples in high school. My college, although it was a liberal arts school, had like two gay like out kids, you know, it was like just never in front of me. And that's why representation is so important is like if you see it or you listen to music or you're watching it in a show, you like have that moment where you're like, oh, why am I so interested in this? And so that was TikTok for me. Where I'm like, why am I so intrigued by these couples and these girls and like whatever? And so it was I brought it up. The first person I actually brought it up to was my (laughs) ex-boyfriend, we were still like, I was like the, it's the last boyfriend I'd had. And I was like, I think I like, maybe like I'm in the girls. I don't know. And he was just kind of like, Oh, and I was like, kind of like gave me that first step of courage. And then I brought it up to my best friend. Cause I, this lady who worked at a smoothie shop in Portland was like my full gay awakening. I was like, I can't deny it anymore. And me and me and my best friend Lauren, we went and got smoothies one day and we were walking to the park and I was like, I need to open a can of worms. And she's like, Oh, hit me with that. I'm like, you know that like lady that works there and I was like I think I like girls. Like she made me realize it, it was like <laughs> the whole thing and it was like so incredible cuz I kept then starting to bring it up to friends and then all these friends would be like, "Oh my god, I've wanted to bring that up too." And it was like so like it- it validating and it made me like finally talk about it. I was like, "Wait, shit, yeah. This is like a thing." So that was probably like springish early summer 2020 and that's when I started like changed my like Hinge profile to like also be girls. And then I, Abby, my current, my girlfriend, Abby was like literally the third girl I went on a date with. And I was like, mm. I was like, all right, this is it. Like, I'm good now. Um, and probably only a few weeks of dating her and just like working with my therapist more and like deep diving a lot was when I realized like, I'm not actually bi, I'm just gay. And that was like, so validating. And Abby's like, was so helpful. Cause I mean, she's been out since she was like in high school. And so although our journeys were so different, she was like, so open and like would talk to me about it and would like never made me feel like not bad, but like definitely some of the girls I talked to or went on dates with would like be very skeptical. Like, uh, oh, were you just experimenting with? I'm like, no, like <laughs> I promise. <laughs> all I know is I like girls. I'm confused about the boy part now. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like how it all happened. And it's just like so crazy to look back of like how I had that thought at 12 and then just like literally shoved it away for 13 years. Um, so 12-year-old me is like very happy, very excited. Um but yeah, and I, I honestly just feel so privileged. It was a very like pretty smooth coming out process. Like most of my friends are queer, my family, my family's like so excited. Like I put on my Instagram, you know, they like put in the pride flags out. They're like stoked. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a little bit of like how it happened.
1: Yeah. Oh well, I love that, and I what you said before about representation being everything. Like that's why I so so appreciate you sharing and walking through this all because it's like it is so important and i think i'm like similar to you in which like so i well not similar well similar but not similar where it's like when i grew up i grew up in a very like religious conservative town and while my home life and like my immediate family was not like that at all they were more liberal like they were open to anything and everyone like you live your lives i actually grew up with like multiple like gay best friends i don't know like there wasn't many in my town but somehow they all gravitated towards me or i gravitated towards them and i'm wondering why and <laughs> It was funny though, because right around, so it was a little bit later, probably when I was like 16, 17, I had the first time when I realized I thought I was just like really good friends with my my friend who was a lesbian. And then I realized I was like, the one day I was like, just the thought popped up of like, I wanted to like kiss her. And I was like, whoa, 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 shut it down. You know, like, same thing that I literally, like, I got so nervous. I like left my house to go on a walk because I was like, I was just like, I got, I'm like, I've gotta people. like i got to shut this down, which is so funny. Cause like, I fully supported them my entire life. You know, I was just like, same thing that you though. And what I'm sure a lot of people feel when they're like working through this all is like, but that's not me, you know, like that's not me. And it's like, well, why can't that be me? And, but like, but then, you know, I pushed it down, never thought about it again. And it wasn't until I moved here to Austin about like two years ago and I mean, everybody here is just like exploring their sexuality and like varying, you know, labels and et cetera. And I started to be like, well, maybe I'm not fully straight because obviously at some point, like I was thinking otherwise. And then I started to realize, I was like, I'm just actually really attracted to people's like energies. Like it's, it's not even like very specific, like men or women, it's just like these energy types, you know? And I just like still though, always try, you know, dating men. Similar to you, like, I literally have had, like, some form of, like, little T or big T trauma, with, like, the, every one of the whole three guys i dated, you know, like, it's not even that much, I feel like, just, I was like, why can't this work for me, like, I'm a good person, you know, yeah. like, I'm a catch, <laughs> and, um, and then it wasn't until, like, I was telling you before I started recording, I had this person pop into my life a little bit ago, and she's a woman, and I was just like, wow, there's that feeling again. And I'm, and so I'm like currently working through this all. And that's why similar to you, like my TikTok is now flooded oh, with no. like the, the couples and the lesbians and all of it. And I'm like, damn, like, and there was a TikTok. I saw, I was like, TikTok, TikTok knows your, like knows you before you know you. And I was like, this is true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I just, I so appreciate you sharing. Cause I feel like so, and I've been talking to more and more people and they're all like, they don't know what's up and they don't know what's down and they're just trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah. so I'm curious to you, like, since you've come out and you like, you know, aren't really subconsciously like kind of hiding that part of yourself or shoving things down, like, do you feel like things have shifted for you mentally, emotionally, physically, even because we all know like how the body, you know, stores emotions and trauma, et cetera. So I'm just curious, like you've just, you're radiant, you're glowing and you, you always have been, but like, you also have your health issues, you know, but you just like, every time I see you lately, I'm just like, she is absolutely glowing. And I just wonder if part of that is because like, I don't know how much more, like, can you live your truth, most truthiest life than fully embracing, like such a big part of yourself, you know?
0: Yeah. It's actually so funny. I was just on a call with someone earlier and I like brought that up. I was like, this is going to sound crazy, but I swear my ulcerative colitis, like my autoimmune disease has been more chill since I came out. But like, if you think about it, that like actually makes sense like I have just noticed this huge overall shift like I really felt like I was kind of at this point where I'm like oh I'm kind of like quote-unquote finished obviously we're never finished with like mindset work and and growth and whatever but I was kind of at this point before coming out I was like I like kind of made it like we're doing it I'm like so spiritual like 2020 was like this huge spiritual awakening for me and then I realized I was like I think I was still using like spirituality and everything as kind of this cover up because a lot of my spirituality like I am still very spiritual but I realized like I was death gripping onto it as a way to be like every oracle pull I was like what is in my future for love and because I'm like why does it feel so gross and bad and I cry about every like mm-hmm. why is it so awful and so I definitely just I just feel this like calm now like my body's so much happier I'm like not always like severely bloated and like obviously I have UC like I get symptoms here and there but like everything just feels easier like obviously with dating but also just in life like being confident like I've always not always I was not confident in like high school and stuff I very much faked it but I always felt like after college and everything I'm like oh I'm like my most confident self and I'm like no like nothing compares to this of just like being so confident in like who I am what I wear like I couldn't give two shits what people think. And that's such a good feeling. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's like crazy, just this feeling of inner peace and happiness that like, I really did not think was possible. Cause I I quite literally thought for my whole dating, you know, age of life before now that like something was just wrong with me. And I think that that obviously very much stuck in my brain and like kept me from a certain level of joy. I like did not even realize was like possible to reach cuz i just like kept being like something's wrong with you like you're doing something wrong like what the fuck is happening um so yeah it's like shifted pretty much everything i feel like
1: yeah what well, i mean you mentioned you know you have ulcerative colitis and that's what we first connected on and it's kind of, it's yeah. what so much of your work and your advocacy and everything is for and about and it's it's wild to me even as someone with you know like minor gut issues whatever but the effect of stress even if you're not realizing said stress, you know, but it could just be the little things that set you off in the day. Or if you're like constantly trying to, you know, be interested in something that you're not actually, you know, whatever it is, like stress can show up in so many ways. And when you start to peel that back, you just, you can feel shifts in your body that way, especially if you struggle with any any range of digestive issues. So that's so neat to hear. And I I actually wondered, I was going to ask, I didn't know how things were going with the UC, but I was like, I wonder how things have been just when you find that sort of like
0: peace, calm with things, but like, yeah, I've, I've had like one small little flair since meeting Abby, but it was like, I got under control, like so fast. I, I think about it too, like, because a huge piece of unpacking everything for me. And it's like, what I love talking about on TikTok, like signs I should have known I was gay. And like talking about just like compulsive heterosexuality. And like one of them was just like, I, for my whole life, like confused anxiety for like butterflies. So I was always like, Oh my God, I just like literally never lose the spark. I never lose the butterflies with guys. And I'm like, no, you are so severely anxious. Cause I would, it didn't matter if it was a first date or like the 10th time hanging out with a boyfriend, I would be driving there and be like, I'm going to throw up. I want to turn this car around. I have so many butterflies. I'm like, no, you just, you just don't want to go. Like you're so anxious and anxiety and stress is my biggest trigger. And so I'm like, I was putting that upon myself. And I also feel like I was such a serial dater because I'm like, date more, figure it out. What's going on? So I was just like, always dating, always with someone. And so that constant stress, like my stomach was so like, so unhappy and so unwell. And it's just like, so funny looking back on that. I'm like, how did I not realize (laughs) that that's not a normal feeling?
1: Yeah, no. And I I think that is like a common, common thing too. I know when I was dating this last guy a few months ago, same thing as you. We had, it had been like two months and whatever number of date, and I was still getting. I knew it was anxiety, but my friends kept saying like, "Oh, it's just butterflies. sick, you're just excited." I'm like, "I really don't think so." And they're like, "Well, how could you still be anxious? Like if you're still seeing this guy this long?" And I'm like, "I don't know." But <laughs> it is funny. Like it is. It can be hard to like really, unless you like sit with yourself and get familiar with it to like see like what's what. Um, but that's that's neat to like see that it's now like reversing, you know, and you're feeling better about it. Um, um I am curious though, like because I feel so many people when they're struggling with some sort of health, you know struggle issue, et cetera, a big anxiety point for them is bringing somebody else into their life with it, right? And once again, I have minor issues, but even now I'm like, I get anxious thinking about trying to explain like yeah. my my stomach issues, my digestive issues, my particulars like all the little things I do to feel well to somebody else or like explaining that sort of thing so how did you approach that with her like what's you know I don't know if she has any like background or history with it or if it was all brand new but how do you sort of like or what's advice you give for someone that's introducing you know somebody into your life when you have these health struggles or you have such a like big aspect of your health of your wellness like in life
0: yeah totally I feel like my biggest thing I would say is like, although it's uncomfortable, like telling people sooner rather than later, is so helpful. Cause I feel like it's so easy when we don't want to put up this facade of like, Oh, I'm so good with the flow. I don't have all these needs. Like I'll eat whatever, I'll do whatever. And then it gets harder and harder and harder to tell them. Cause you've like created this false reality of like who you are and also chronic illness or like any health issues, like big or small is like, such a good filter to know if you want someone in your life, because if you tell someone and they don't respond well, or they're not respectful. It's like, well, I'm not going to waste my time and energy continuing to date you or get to know you. And that's like going to hurt so much worse if you've dated someone for like four months and then tell them. Um, and with Abby, I mean, for me, because my job is so centered around chronic illness, it obviously is like a very easy segue into it with people, which like, I feel really grateful for. And obviously I like am very open, but it was funny. It was, it was on our first date, which sometimes is like first date, second date, whatever. And we were talking about what I do for work. So I like told her and she was like, oh my God, that's like, so selfless of you. Like a healthy young person, like, dude, I'm like, so funny story. I'm actually not healthy. And she was like, oh shit. Like she felt so much. Like, I'm sorry. I assumed that I was like, no, like comes with a territory of invisible illness. And like, right off that bat, she like asked questions and wasn't awkward about it. And I was like, okay, huge green flag. Because I feel like in that scenario where I, it was like, could have been awkward. Like someone very well could have been like, oh, that's so awkward. Like I can't believe I said that. And just then like change the subject and made it weird. She like right away was like, oh, let me ask about it. Like, let's talk about it in the middle of this like random bar. Um, And so that was like really helpful. And again, where it's like, okay, now I know I want to like put time and energy into this person because that is a huge piece of it. And I need to know if they're like willing to like get, I don't want to say get to know my chronic illness. That sounds really weird, but like get to know my needs and like understand them. Um, and you know, recognizing that because you have more needs because of chronic illness doesn't mean like you're needy or high maintenance and anyone that makes you feel that way, especially right off the bat, like super not worth your time or energy. Um, and that's like such a reflection on them and not you at all.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. And I feel like there's just so many, like when you already have like little, you know, health wellness things, whatever, like you can already so easily feel like, oh, it's a hindrance or, oh, I have to, you know, like or like, you're just trying, you don't want to be a burden. You're like, oh, I'll just like do it on my own time or on the side, whatever. But it's like, that's no way to live, you know, like, especially in relationship with somebody, if you're going to be like, you know, spending time with them. So I love that, that advice of like the sooner rather than later. Cause I feel like that is like so true. Mm-hmm um especially if you're like me and you have anxious avoidance style (laughs) (laughs) rather than later because otherwise a little bit later we'll snowball into much much later and then things things don't go well so totally um well i'm curious so you said going back to like just like your relationship in general with her said y'all are moving and you're moving in together so what was that decision like for you because i feel like with relationships especially during the past few years of covid it's been so like all over the place, whether I've seen friends and, you know, people wherever, just like moving in very, very soon, or they like prolong it out. And I'm just always so curious, like where people's viewpoints and thoughts are with that, because it is such a, like, I don't know, I think like big step in any relationship. So what sort of like prompted y'all to like have that discussion or did, was she like living with you mostly beforehand? Like where did that come into effect? I suppose. Yeah,
0: totally. It's so interesting because I think we both were in this boat of like, we aren't going to live with people for like, you know, after we've been dating for a few years and we're pretty much going to be moving on like around our one year of our first date, which like for some people probably feels really soon. Um, and I think for us, what made us realize like this was the right decision is, I mean, right now we live like five minutes apart and just like the amount we, I was just literally going and staying at our house and like being there and cooking and pretty much existing in her home. Um, cause again, we have the cat and the cat is so like, we can't leave him for a night. Right. So it was like, I was always going over there to sleep over cause she couldn't come here unless she brought the cat and that's like a whole ordeal because he hates the car. Um, and so that was part of it where like, we were coexisting so much already and it was very healthy where like, I think in past relationships, I would do that. And I'm like, this feels bad and like not good. And I know I need boundaries and I should like go back to my own house mm-hmm. and like, doing that always felt forced where I'm like, yeah, alone time's still good. And I'm, I'm still getting that when I'm here with her, but like, we just coexist so well. And I feel like we've had some spans of time where we just kind of have literally existed together, lived together for a few weeks. Cause she actually got surgery. She got diagnosed with endometriosis um, earlier this year. So like I was like basically just living there for two weeks. And then she was here for a couple of weeks when her roommate had COVID and certain things like that, where we're like, oh, we're like really good, you know, at coexisting. And so when she got her job down in Sacramento, it was kind of just like a no brainer. And, and we've had conversations right about like where we see the relationship going and like seriousness of it, where we are in a place where we're like, this just makes sense as a next step. And it would feel really forced to move down there and like get separate apartments when like we know we would just end up coexisting in one versus the other. And I think it's just such a, like, personal decision and, like, also not comparing. Because I think especially in queer relationships, there's, like, the whole stereotype of, like, you haul lesbians and, like, moving in after two months and whatever. And I think that, like, to a point that's not healthy, right? And just knowing, like, whatever pace your relationship's going at and, like, whether you want to move in after one year or five years, like, do it. You know, that's like the right decision for you. So yeah, it's, I just, it's just so funny to me. Cause when I was dating men, I would literally tell my mom, like they need their own house next door. When I have a husband, like, ew, like gross. Like I'm never going to live with anyone. Like I would have like anxiety attacks thinking about like having to live with someone one day. And now I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. I <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> oh, I love that. I suppose like, so in comparison
1: to like your past relationships as well, what would you say are like, some things that you guys are doing different or like whether that's like communication or talking about boundaries or setting boundaries or like how you plan dates or like whatever it is like i suppose like what feels like right and i people could apply this to any relationship it doesn't have to be like for le- like lesbians if you're gay whatever like it could be whatever like just what have been ways that have like made helped your relationship flourish more you know whether that was like discovering like i said like boundaries communication date planning like Whatever it is, like what would you say is like made you guys work besides just like personalities, obviously being a match.
0: Yeah, totally. I think for us, like we're both very open emotionally, communicative-wise. That was like a really weird sentence I just formed. Um, But we're just both like in general very open people, and so working on our communication then in that way, like we never like if we feel something, we're gonna say it, and I think that that is like so helpful. And I know you mentioned attachment styles earlier. And that's actually a big thing we've been really open about. I have like raging anxious attachment. Um, I used to think I was anxious avoidant, but I was just anxious and gay. And I actually have a zero avoidance in my body. Um, and she's more avoidant. And so normally that can obviously be like a tough pairing. And so right away, we just really committed. She read attached. I had already read it. So I like reread parts of it. And we just had a lot of open conversations that sometimes are really hard. Um, and, you know, talked about it with therapists. And I think like, that was such a huge jumping off point for us, even though those conversations were tough, it was like, okay, we now know like what we need and how we work. And so like, for anyone listening, like the book attached will change your life. It's so like, I just think attachment styles are definitely because of social media talked about more, but being open about that has been really helpful. And like, just letting those needs within our attachment be known, like feeling comfortable me saying like. I'm feeling anxious and I need validation. Right. And like her being like, I need some space and being like, okay, I'm, we're okay with that rather than like, just like awkwardly trying to get what we need without saying it. Um, I think too, the other thing, like with dates, I know for me, something I'm hugely working on is like taking the pressure off things. I tend to, because of my anxiety, like build everything up in my head where I'm like, this has to literally be the most perfect date night ever. Even if we're like, let's just like play a board game at home on a Friday. I'm like, this has to be epic. And I'm like, it's literally a board game, Natalie, calm down. And so that's something I'm really working on is just like expectations. And like, obviously it's okay to have expectations, but knowing when those expectations are like appropriate and when it's okay to be like flexible. And like, if the board game's different than I thought, like it's literally going to be okay. And the relationship's fine. Um, And just like talking, talking through those things. Oh, I guess the other thing I was just going to say is just like doing little things for each other. I think that's what we've learned. Also, we've talked a lot about love languages. That was one of like the first things we talked about and just knowing what each other really enjoys. And we're both just like, we really just enjoy the small things. And so like leaving notes for each other, or like when I got home from Hawaii, she'd like put some little like Hawaii themed treats out for me, or like on hard days, we'll like surprise each other. And I think those like little things just really fuel the relationship and without it always having to be this like big date night or weekend away it's like sometimes it is just like seeing a plant that she likes at Whole Foods and being like here you go and it's like oh you know it's like that fun little that little yeah. moment and so i think like knowing what those special little things are for your partner and then like making an effort to do that i think is just like it's so simple but it honestly helps so much and i've never had that in a relationship and i'm like oh wait that's like the that's like one of the best parts i think
1: 100%. I love that. That's yeah, those are like the little things. That, I mean, I even do that with my best friend, um, mm-hmm. where he and I will just it's we would like leave each other little notes, or it's like, oh, I saw this and it thought like it's just such a like, you know, it be gifts. it could be the little notes or the little whatever, but I love that. Just like little check ins almost. Um, oh, so that's amazing. And I suppose like one thing I did want to hit on because you are sharing it here and everything. When when you so you can out to your parents and everything. And then did you ever consider like whether or not to share on social media or like, was that like a conversation you had with her? Like, how did that go about? I suppose when it just came to like fully like sharing with, you know, you have lots and lots of, you know, you have a big community. So it's like, what was the thought process there? Like, did that feel like another step to take or was it like more of a just like sigh relief, I suppose?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It was for some reason, it was like hard for me at first to like bring it up to Abby. I think again, it was like a lot of self judgment in the sense of like, I had to work through, I feel like a lot of embarrassment around the fact that like, why did it take me so long to do this and realize this? And like, you know, I'm embarrassed. And Abby having come out at 15, I like compared a lot and I've had to personally work on that a lot. So I'm like, she doesn't care. Like she's been so supportive. It's all on me of like, this jealousy and this feeling of like, oh, I'm I'm not as worthy and my queerness, whatever. And so like, it was a big deal for me. And I really wanted to actually come out like on social media. And I I knew I wanted to like start talking about this stuff on TikTok and she doesn't even have a TikTok. But um, I remember it was so hard for me to bring it up of like I, like, I like made it this like whole thing. this like whole conversation where I was like, I want to like come out on Instagram. And she was kind of like, okay, <laughs> like do it, you know? Cause it was like, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I want to make it a big deal, but like, it is a big deal, you know? And I feel like you see all the time, not all the time, but sometimes people will be like, I don't get why like people have to come out. And it's like, yeah, it sucks that you have to come out because like everyone just assumes you're straight, but like, Mm -hmm. it's also really exciting. And it just feels really validating to like, let people know. So they stop assuming. And obviously I feel like I've been open about dating on Instagram and talked about my boyfriends. And I'm like, no, I want to like set the record straight um, and so that I came out on Instagram on like, I think it was like October 5th or something of last year. And I remember I was with Abby, we were like sitting outside this coffee shop and I was like, do I do it? I'm like, do I press posts? And I did. And it's actually, I did not receive a single, single mean comment or DM. And like, obviously when you're putting that out there and like, not that I have the most followers in the world, but like a bigger community in a very public space, like you just don't know what to expect. And that was like, I felt like that was such a gift from the universe. I'm like, no mean people. <laughs> I'm like, yay! Um, and it did. It just felt super validating for like people to know, and it was really cool because through that and like through what I share on TikTok, I've you know had people talk to me and be like, oh my god, this helped me. Or like when you talk about comphet, like I'm understanding myself better, and I'm like, just like how I do it with chronic illness. Where I'm like, past me needed this chronic illness stuff. I feel like 12 year old me needed someone to publicly be talking about being gay, especially if you like being more femme and, you know, I didn't see gay people who looked like me growing up, which was a huge reason where I was like, well, this isn't for me. Like I can't be, cause no, it's only for adults that are more mask presenting. I'm like, what, <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, coming out on social media was like, obviously it's not, you don't have to do it, but it felt very validating to me since social media is like such a big piece of me and what I do in my existence. Yeah.
1: No, I was just wondering, cause last night a friend and I were talking. Um and she was saying she's 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 bi and she was saying she's like I don't think I'd like ever share about it though on social media. And I was like completely like see that, completely understand that. Then I was like, I feel like I I'm similar to you where I feel like I would have I I would want to, not that I would have to, but I would want to in that case, whatever case, you know, it be, just because I feel like for me that's like another step of like letting letting it go, you know, like putting it out there and just like letting go of like your like inner judgments and et cetera around things like that. And I think the same could go like when you have like a health thing pop up or when people share about like trauma or stuff they go through. Like it's not like we were putting it out there for attention, right? It's not like we're like it's I mean some people sure maybe, but like for the most part, (laughs) because there's something so therapeutic about like sharing with others and then connecting with others and feeling like less alone in your struggles. And then I mean that's how you and I both started with our various, you know, different communities. And so to just have that evolve and grow with you as you experience new things in life and discover new things about you, like it's such a like it can be such a gift at the end of the day and even better if no trolls come to play. so oh,
0: seriously <laughs> yeah. I know serious it, it, it is so true though, too. I feel like it's this like once you put it out on social media, like I always say, right, like social media obviously can have its like downfalls, but like I think being on social media has made me such a more confident person because I'm always like. I post about my literal ulcerative colitis for the whole internet to see, like, why do I care what anyone thinks? And it's kind of the same, like, you know, posting about being gay. I'm like, I don't care Then what a random stranger staring at me my girlfriend holding hands. Like, like, why would I, you know, why would I care? And I think, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm so much more comfortable posting about vulnerable things, obviously on like my plenty and well business page. And I really had to like push myself to start posting just like more authentically on just like my personal page where like friends, family, follow me. And once I started like posting Abby on there, or, like, you know, I posted for pride and just like stuff like that. It feels, it's like, feels so liberating after so many years of like hiding who I am, because it's like, sure. All my ex-boyfriends see it and all the boys I've kissed. And like, you know, the girls I'm not friends with from high school anymore. And I'm like, some of y'all may be homophobic. I don't know. Like, you know, we're like parents of friends. I don't have anymore and It's just like, who cares though? Because this is like, this is who I am. And it's once you kind of push past that, I'm like, wait, that's like, it really is so liberating. And I think it just kind of fuels you continuing to show up authentically as yourself. Yeah, I know. I agree. and I, I think also with that, what
1: it does is it, it makes life easier in regards to like, when those people see what you share and post, if mm-hmm. it's against, you know, their views, if it's something they don't agree with, they like, it saves you the hassle of having like an in-person interaction that could be extremely uncomfortable when they then realize like X, Y, Z about you. And then suddenly it's like, Oh fuck, you know, it's like, that's how I feel. I'm like, I, I like when people find my page, I'm like, okay, like now they, they know they have seen it, they've seen it (laughs) 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 like great, you know? And like, I'll talk about it with people still, obviously like communication is still key, but like, I think especially when it comes to like people from your past and if you're like going back home to visit or whatever it is, like. I don't know. I mean, if if they can see what you're like who you are and where things are at for you in life now, and then they can just decide like whether or not they want to engage, like I'm always like, by all means, like that'll make it easier for me, you know. But really, um, but yeah, so I love that. I love that a lot. Um, oh my gosh, I love that. Well, if there's any other like advice, etc. you you want to share, by all means go for it. Um otherwise I'd love for you to share like where people can connect and follow along. Um, and they can always like, if they want to learn more about like your UC journey, we do have the past episodes on that one and yeah. do so much work and advocacy for it. So if anyone listening struggles with that um, or knows someone who does, that's your girl for it. So yeah, I suppose any last advice you have and or just share where the where the people
0: can find you. Totally. I think just my last little piece of advice if anyone listening is also going through the like, what am I? Who am I? Do I like other genders? I don't know. Just like, giving yourself time, like knowing there's like no timeline. You also don't need a label for me having a label feels very validating, but for other people, it doesn't like, Mm -hmm. you don't need to know, right? Like you can just be into people. And I think also just like especially if you're at the stage where you're like I really just don't know like you're not in a phase where you're like oh like why don't I try dating other genders and giving yourself space to explore like queer media was like so helpful for me like i'm actually i want to create a resource on my page or not on my on my website um you know cuz although my business is about chronic illness i know a lot of people also have queer identities but i'm um, just a resource page of like my favorite queer books shows movies like music artists, things like that. Um, people who talk about this kind of stuff on social media. Cause I think that like, that was the most helpful thing that started like really chipping away at the facade because I was like, wait, I'm really enjoying this stuff. And like, I'm feeling like I'm resonating. And it's just like, it kind of, I think heals a piece of, you know, maybe the inner child that didn't have that representation. So that's just my, my little piece of advice is sometimes it's just reading queer books, that's as much exploration you need to do if you're not quite at the phase of, you know, going past that. So um, thank you so much for having me on again. But yeah, where people can find me? Why did I just blank? Let's see. My website is plentyandwell.com. Um, and my Instagram then where I talk mostly about like chronic illness is plenty and Well with Nat. And then where I talk more about this kind of stuff and just like my life and queerness and combat and all of that is my TikTok, which is Nat dot kelly k-e-l-l-e-y um and yeah those are kind of like my main main little spaces that you guys can find me
1: we love thank you so so much for coming on thank you <laughs>